forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talks. Money talks. Is on the air. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Shauna Theriault with a whole bunch of letters behind her name. All right. Well, uh, Kelly Lynn, I think you've got yes. some direction for us. Yes. I actually had a listener, <clears throat> excuse me, John from Alpharetta reached out to me this week. Um, he says, hello, Money Talks. I am acting as the executor of a small estate, and I know accounts specify a beneficiary take precedence over the will. But these beneficiary accounts... Um, but are these beneficiary accounts considered when distributing the will's assets? Basically, he says a brokerage account with about uh, 40 grand specifies that the son specifies the son is the only beneficiary. The will covers 100,000 in other assets going 50% to the son and 50% to the daughter. As the executor, do I ignore or consider that 40 grand from the brokerage account when distributing that 100 grand? Basically, does the son and the daughter both get 70 or does the son get 90 and the daughter get 50? So did someone I mean, he's I mean, it's it, it would make sense. You know, did somebody inadvertently disinherit a daughter or slight their daughter like mm-hmm. i i see the i see the questions so probably ought to ask an attorney we should and thank god we have one hello this is arun gupta he is an attorney estate planning attorney from reeves law um they happen to be you know rent some office space in our building yeah arun's around so arun is you know 40 yards from my desk and you know i i, I asked him about this and he has a lot to say uh, yes, thank you. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on the show. Of course. I, I appreciate it, and I'm I'm happy uh, to chime in here. Oh, cool. So, um, the legal f- answer for this, you know, technically, without knowing more, yeah, that forty thousand dollars that was designated on that brokerage account is going to go to whoever is listed as the beneficiary. Yeah, that, is that always the case? Uh, Almost always, yes, that is going to be the case. Okay. Uh, the custodian of that brokerage account, they are going to do what the beneficiary designation form says. So once they're informed uh, that the owner of the account is deceased, it's on them. It's their responsibility to distribute those assets per the beneficiary designation form. Yeah, and we've talked about this before where it's really, really, really important to make sure that you know who your beneficiary is, is listed on your accounts with your uh, with your uh, broker or whomever. Um, yes, I completely agree with you, and I think that's, a, that's an underrated uh, aspect of estate planning right. and your financial planning. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do one, you should check in on the status of the other. Uh, they affect each other. Um, so you're saying if I came to you and got my will made up mm-hmm. and it did not check the beneficiaries on my mm. asset accounts, I might be in just wasting my money to, you, to you, give you the... Ex- no, exactly. You might be doing something where you think, okay, I've got all my loose ends tied up. Here it is. My will says this. But if you've got an account that's out there, uh, whether it's an IRA account and those type of accounts, yeah. they always have beneficiary designation forms. Yeah. But there are other type of accounts, brokerage accounts, checking accounts, savings accounts. You can proactively 
uh, create a transfer on death beneficiary designation for those type of accounts. And if okay. you have done that, that is going to supersede whatever you have listed in your will. So sometimes, this happens all the time actually, oh, yeah. where a client will come in, we'll have a lengthy discussion about their assets, how they want everything distributed, they'll sign the documents. But if after that signing, they don't update their beneficiary designation forms or check them, then, you know, part of the part of what you think you've accomplished, you really didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It How many people change. have we seen, Arun, that have come in? And it's like, oh, I'm good. I have a will. But then all of your assets are in an IRA account. Well, it, it bypasses outside of it <laughs> with the beneficiary. And it's like nothing's even passing via the will other than maybe your house in that regard, because everything's going through your IRA beneficiary. No, of course. And that's, a you know, a substantial, substantial amount of, of, yeah. of our clients have, uh, you know, the, the majority of their assets in IRAs exactly. and those designations on those IRAs are going to dictate how those assets are distributed. Yeah. Arun, have you ever seen a, um, a beneficiary designation for like an ex-wife or somebody that somebody huh. really did not want that so, to go to? Uh, yes, I have. So it, it all depends on what the custodian, what that account form actually says. Uh, technically, if you if you list your spouse and then you, you say you get divorced 10 years later, you never update it. Most most of those accounts are going to treat that spouse as if she was deceased if you were divorced. So there is a, a, a okay. fallback uh, for many accounts, but not not every custodian does that. Uh, so it's it's always important to uh, you know make sure that your your designation forms you know uh, how they're going to be distributed when you pass away, and when there is a you know a big life event such as divorce, right. death, new child, those are big signals that hey I should check you know, what I have in my estate planning documents, I Time should check review. my beneficiary designations. Exactly. And it does not take someone a very long time to, to uh, review those documents. It's sure. a, it's a, and you don't have to get a, an attorney involved. No, in you, most of those, no, right? it's just, call your financial advisor. Uh, that's, that's one thing to call your financial advisor and say, Hey, you know, uh, can you, can you, can you, can you double check on my, on my beneficiary designations? And if you don't have one, then obviously the uh, accounts that you have with your, with your bank or whoever it is, be proactive about that and, and make sure that, uh, you know, those assets are going to be distributed pursuant to your wishes awesome but you know sometimes kelly lynn and i just want to mention this before we go to the break but you mentioned are you purposely disinheriting um the daughter well there's sometimes where maybe we solve for that instead of redoing documents let's Mm -hmm. say you went ahead and gave your daughter some of her inheritance early because maybe you helped her buy a house or maybe you did x y and And so then we say okay well instead of changing your whole will to try to equalize and put all this language in there which i'm not the attorney i just know enough to be (laughs) dangerous Arun you're the expert here but you know sometimes we say well why don't we set up this transfer on death for your son to kind of equalize it a little bit so that way they don't have to worry about the whole calculation in the estate we've been talking about uh, um, some estate planning issues along with our resident attorney he doesn't work with Hensler Financial directly but he works with us a lot there we go awesome and that is Arun Gupta Esquire yes ESQ Yes, he, he doesn't like it when I when I. Say it's that. pretentious, and he's, Arun is not pretentious. No. He's definitely not a pretentious guy. He's no. uh, uh, humble and approachable, and you know, lovable for attorneys. Well, thank uh, you, Troy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just trying. <laughs> and to absolutely, you up. That's the nicest thing you've before. ever said to anybody on this show, Troy. <laughs> to anybody, period. I feel I'm, I have alphabet soup, and he's lovable. Uh, well, and approachable. That's right. Yeah. 
I, I said humble too. I mean, he's who wouldn't like a room? It's his cars? first time. We're we're yeah. we're, we're kind of giving him a pass. All right, <laughs> Kelly, man, get me out of this mess. Okay, please. okay. So the case study basically, um, John is acting as the executor of a small estate. The brokerage account is going to the son, and the will covers about a hundred thousand in other assets to be divided equally amongst the son and the daughter. And the question is, is does he ignore? the 40 grand that the son got from this brokerage account you know is it like the son's getting more the daughter's getting less or does he make it even and while arun you gave us a mm-hmm. very good you know legal by the book what the paper says advice mm-hmm. How do you approach this with a client? So, and again, it, it is going to depend, depend on what the language of the will says. Oftentimes, uh, you'll see clauses in wills that uh, try to coordinate between probate property and non-probate property. So it's essentially saying it is my intention that all of my assets, whether they are being transferred through my will or outside of my will through accounts such as IRA designations, life insurance policies, jointly titled accounts, those type of accounts, my intention is to make this all even to my children per the terms of my will. Let's just and say you can say it in that manner. You, you, you can say it in that manner. Now, that, that, that clause is in there for the protection of the executor as well, because they're the ones that are tasked with distributing those assets. So, you know, if there is any room for interpretation in there. Um, and the you know the beneficiaries actually did want to make things even or consider making things even. Uh, you know they could always do a settlement agreement uh, whereby they agree on whatever terms they agree on and also agree not to litigate the issue. That's something for them to consider. It's something that the you know all the parties have to sign off on. And of course, you know in that situation. One party probably has more leverage than the other based on the based on the terms of the will. But, you know, if, if there is an, a situation where all parties are on the same page, they're siblings, they really think that, uh, you know, the, the parent meant to do this. And there's language in the will that gives the executor a little bit of wiggle room there. Uh, that's something to consider. Sure. Um, again, but whatever's in the will is ultimately going to dictate what what can happen. Arun, is it uh, you said something that kind of got me thinking um is it probably best not to leave language that leaves it up to debate and and that that's also a uh you know an area that 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 can go either way depending on what the client wants that's something the attorney should ask the client what are your intentions with this do you have assets that pass outside of the will what do your designation forms say sometimes clients will make it clear no i i have that designation in a different way I, I don't want it to go by whatever my will says. Huh. You wouldn't then you would not you would not want to include that language in there. Okay. Uh, you know, just so it's even more clear, you know, of what the intentions of 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 you know of the decedent was. Okay. All and right. technically, and this is a question, but I think I know the answer with John, because that brokerage account has a designation, mm-hmm. the executor doesn't even have the control to distribute it, right? That, that's right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the executor may be, you know, in this dilemma, but that's actually not, it's not their problem. It is the custodian of the account. They're going to distribute that designation form pursuant to what it says. Right. That property is not subject to probate. So, so the he executor doesn't, really doesn't have any control. He doesn't, over ha- that. he does not have control over it. No, he doesn't. Unless He's, it specifically says to my 
by a state or there is no designation yes. or there's or... some language in there that, that takes into account. And you brought up this example earlier uh, where, hey, you know, maybe I, I gave a, a $50,000 gift to one of my, my children previously. I, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, that's accounted for when I pass away. There's going to be language in the will, hopefully, that, uh, you know, accounts for that, that mm -hmm. says, you know, uh, I previously made this gift. I'm charging that beneficiary with that gift uh, upon my death. All of that should be in in the will. Gotcha. Often, is, it. often mm -hmm. is not in the will, but these are all things that, that, that should so be So maybe discussed. doing a transfer on death and not referencing that is not a good way to do that. It, again, it, 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 if you have everything in order, a transfer on death forms, sometimes it can be more clear. It's a quicker way to distribute assets to a beneficiary. You don't have to go through probate. But again, the drawback, as you said, is... It, if you do a transfer on death, you update your documents 10 years later, you, you there's don't question there's it, 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 it gets murky. And you I, I tend to, if a client would just come in um, and and, you know, they had a bunch of transfer on death forms uh, for different accounts that had different beneficiaries, I would advise them to not do that. Interesting. And to have it be controlled and distributed pursuant to the terms of your will because when you have lots of accounts sitting out there the reality is you might not update them all uh when you want to update them Fair. you'll have you'll have assets that are hanging around and i can't tell you how many times um you know a client passes away and there's an account that's discovered later that was just never addressed mm -hmm. or that had a different beneficiary designation form and it really mm -hmm. throws a wrench into things and um, you know, obviously, when someone passes away, it's a, it's an emotional time. Sure. It's a really emotional time, and and when you you put money in that, huge sums of money, it, it can it can really uh, it can really complicate things and and, and 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 create quite the stress. So black and white is always better. Always, always make it clear. Make it clear. Well, it sounds to me like John has found himself in a spot where obviously he has questions. He doesn't sound like he's comfortable, but uh, being an executor, that's kind of what comes with the territory, it, isn't sure. it? It, it, it does. Being an executor is not, uh, it's not always easy work. You know, if you've got everything cleaned up and, and everything is, is in the well exactly how you'd want it to be and everyone gets along, sure, it's, it's relatively easy. That doesn't happen. That's not, that's not, that's, you know, that's, that's well, not put, the case. You most put a of couple grand on the table and all of a sudden, yeah. you know. Yeah. Sure. You know, executors have to, and if there's a dispute, they have to deal with it. There's a lot of work involved. Um, they're also liable if they yeah. do yeah, something. Yeah, that was something. their fiduciary. Mm -hmm. If they do something that, the will didn't say and a beneficiary you know challenges realizes this mm -hmm. the 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 executor is also you know one of the one of the parties that, that could be held liable for that should they try to insure themselves in some way so that they don't have to deal mm -hmm. with this or is well i mean a way I, to get away from, I, from I, I think going to an attorney is probably their their, yeah. their safest bet to have someone uh you know represent the estate uh, assist them uh, you know uh, there's the, there's an there's an attorney out there that's going to hold your hand as much as as much or as little as you want through yeah. this process that comes with a cost right? sure an, of course, you know, obviously to the estate, to the estate. and so, that's and that's and that's that's another good point too. It's it's the estate is the one that that that, that pays for uh, accountant fees, attorneys' fees. It, it comes out of the estate, and um, you know that's a that that's another uh, um, area where executors. Um, 
they also they can be comp- they are statutorily compensated executors get paid for the work that they do that um, sounds like another sticky wicket how do you determine how much they get paid well if the will is silent on that you have uh, you have uh, the georgia statute which um it's approximately five percent as a general figure of, 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 the of their commission oh, wow. that they would get now oftentimes they're not going to take that commission because Oftentimes, the executors are the beneficiaries, right. and you're going to have to report that executor income on your taxes. Okay. That would be coming out of your inheritance, which would not be taxed. Right. All right. So uh, you got a got a whole lot to think about uh, being an executor of, a, of an estate, and um, I, I think there's loads and loads of good information. Kelly Lynn, did you have anything uh, to no, add? No, I just want to let anybody know, especially John, if you've got more questions or if any of our listeners are in a situation similar to this, you can give us a call at 770-429-9166 during the week. And we, Shauna, Arun, and, you know, Troy, will all be able to help you. I can get you to somebody at least. So could I. There you go. <laughs> sharing times under some weary skies forgotten how to try everything you say sounds like a lie all material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current but accuracy cannot be guaranteed the contents are intended for general information purposes only information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.